bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Big Brother is back, meow meow. Oh yes. That's real reality TV. That's real reality TV. It's not ever, ever at all fixed or <laughs> no produced. i don't mean, i don't mean real like it's real i mean it's like real reality it's TV. it's not politics right. as reality tv it's actual reality tv yes. oh no it's always fixed it's always <laughs> the the fix is in the rig is mm-hmm. in no mm-hmm. one that you want to win ever no. wins no. it's a hideous nightmare that yep. leaves you feeling alone and unfulfilled yep <laughs> yeah. but in terms of the toxic garbage heap it is right at the top and it's right on time. It's right on time. We have the toxic garbage heap of politics. And now we have the the more delightful toxic garbage heap of Big Brother. Now, if you haven't mm. ever watched it, any of the 14 listeners, get in. Yeah. Because you know what? We have not. We we go ahead and give her a week. Yep. We cannot be diving right into the introducing of no. the fucking house guests. No. Hi, y'all. My name is Lauren. Um, I am a nail technician from Boobart, Texas. I am so excited about coming on the Big Brother house. I've watched it ever since I was two. And I always thought that I knew I could get into there. I have a good social game. I think I'm pretty good with challenges. I'm a comp beast. I play the comps at home. I make my daddy and my brothers all do the comps with me. And my brothers all like you know, round me up and stuff and like push me into walls and whatever. And then I'm like, all right, I can do this. And I know that I'm going to like, I'm going to get some guy in there. I'm going to wrap him around my finger and I'm going to be like, "Mm, can you help me with this boogie whatever? (laughs) And then then he's going to like, Ride and die, and then he's gonna have my back, and then he's gonna like. <laughs> yeah, would you have my back in the Big Brother house? Right, he's um he's gonna have my back in the Big Brother house, and then he's gonna be like total two, final two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna we made make a final it, two deal. Yeah, we made a final two deal, and then we're gonna go in final two, and that's when I'm gonna go boom. I have a final two also. With, uh, with I mean, Janelle. it's just gonna be the next three torturous months of <laughs> HOH, veto, POV, alliance, um, voting. Oh yeah, voting. Um, who was the like, one not, who voted? Like no. shock, shock, shock comps. Oh god, um, uh, endurance you know, comps. Uh huh. Like backtrack or what it's called <laughs> when they get back in. Like <laughs> oh, when they like go. vote back. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, what's it called when they get or that whatever? One week. Like guess what? He's voted back for a week. <laughs> I mean, just all of it. And we, then it's going to be fashion, fashion for testimonials. Fa- and, oh, what bathing suit am I going to wear in this? It's going to be what bathing suit am I going to wear in this one? Julie Chen fashion. And that's the most important yeah. thing. So honestly, you're not too late. We really listen. We don't even do a lot of reality anymore. And mm-hmm. we do that because it is. It doesn't matter what you're suffering from. It does. It could be depression. Mm-hmm. It could be stress, chronic uh-huh. worrying. Maybe you're miserable from dieting. Maybe you're withdrawing mm-hmm. from drugs. Mm-hmm. Watching someone make breakfast <laughs> in a bathing suit that you despise yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. It, it is surprisingly um, just the, the distraction that the doctor ordered. Like it, it will really take your mind off whatever it's on. Uh, it's so true. 
And if you enjoy ASMR or you like people whispering, then I don't know why you're not watching this show. I can't listen to the whispering, but I like knowing what's going on and reading the subtitles. But the whisper sound, I. But oof. they don't have subtitles on the live feeds because right. there's cameras right. going in that house. They really live in that house. It's also it is really great if you're trying to like do a month of not drinking or you know you're dieting or whatever because these motherfuckers they don't have anything to drink. Right. And you just watch people who are literally sequestered go <laughs> slowly insane Sleep. over three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's wonderful. It really is. It really is. It really is. And, you know, we really go into some deep dives on the Patreon when it comes to Big Brother. We won't really talk about it too much in here, but we will be doing some. I'm not going to call them recaps. No, but I'm not even going to call them deep dives. (laughs) But, you know, what? (laughs) Sasha Flick, Mm. just um, who listens to the Patreon. She's and she's always coming through with cameos. Mm -hmm. She got you Janelle from Big Brother. Yeah. And the episode called for a nonstop Big Brother talk. It just it just came right out. We just couldn't help it. And I saw that Janelle started following me on Twitter. (gasps) Surprise. No. Mm hmm. Just saw that. So now we're going to have to now it's now it's on. Janelle doesn't follow me. (sighs) (laughs) Sasha, you didn't have Janelle say my name, Sasha. (sighs) Now it's on. Now it's on. Now it's on. (laughs) I can't believe this. No. Uh, (sighs) I mean, I want Janelle. I know. Well, speaking of the Patreon, one of our um, favorite Patreon boos, like our Texas bestie, Greg Garino. Yes. He sent you a sweet birthday card with some cash money, honey. Okay. (laughs) And you know what? We will take it because Greggy is a sexy, rich immigration lawyer living in Texas He's been on the podcast a couple times to teach us all about immigration and the border. And he deals with all of that on the regular. And he does get paid. Mm -hmm. He does get paid. And we love, love, love Greg. And we love, love, love money. And also, I love, love, love this card, which has his entire full name stamped onto it in the stationery. Know what I mean? He addresses it at the top of the card. Uh, yes, I'm a proper Southern gay with my embossed stationery for my correspondence. <laughs> duh. I mean, oh, <laughs> uh, God. I mean, hey, Julian Brandy, I am writing a new note because the other was drunk nonsense and I wrote it upside down. Here's a crisp bill because who doesn't love cash? I won my asylum trial in New Orleans this week for a woman and her son. So I'm in a generous mood. Here's to Jojo and Kiki slowly changing Trump, Sessions, bars, immigrations policies. Always wonderful to see you a few months ago in San Antonio. Thank you so much, Greg. That was generous. And I, I mean, who, I, you know, who, who, when you open up anything and you just see any kind of cash, even if it was $1, you're yeah. like excited. It's yeah. just like a. I don't know. It's just always exciting. Anyway, and that was thoughtful and nice. And congratulations. That's congratulations. That's amazing. And I hope that you win every case now. Of course. That you're doing and get every person who wants to immigrate here uh, in here safely. And a very special angel, Meow Meow, who is new to our eyes and ears, Mm -hmm. sent us a picture postcard for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. Uh. So apparently this guy... Is one of our 14 listeners, and he's a grandpa. Ugh. How fucking hot is that? That's great. And either he's gay, or his kid is gay, or this little grandson's gay, because somebody's <laughs> got to be gay in the equation, because otherwise, I don't know why Dave's listening. Dave Martin is listening to this podcast. So tell us, tell, let us know, Dave. Dear Julie and Brandy, I really want your t-shirt sizes so I can send you t-shirts for my animal rescue. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sending my picture with my grandson to try and entice you. I'm a grumpy old man, but my grandson is adorable. So could I please have your sizes? My email is... You can find the rescue at summit-vet.com. Then go to Chayla's rescue page. Dave Martin, Patreon follower forever. I mean, I'm sorry. He has an animal rescue. And he's on the Patreon. And he's on the <laughs> Patreon. And yes, I will be going to summit-vet.com. And, and, and we will give Ch- you. Chayla's Rescue to see. Because so, we can see the rescue if we go to Chayla's Rescue page. And don't get me started on it because, oh God, don't. I hope there's no one on there that I, that I want. Because God knows I'm in a mood. 
This is such a cute picture of him and his grandson. It's really I cute. I love it. It's really it's cute. It's a perfect, to, we're going to love looking at this while we do all the drugs, Dave. <laughs> and I'm so happy he's on the Patreon. <laughs> and then last but not least, our baby daddy, Patrick Gonzalez Jr. Mm. Just sent you, not even for your birthday, a gift card to Fandango now. Mm-hmm. Because on the Patreon, uh, you were talking about how you searched high and low for the movie Mannequin. Yes. Starring Kim Cattrall, mm-hmm. because we will not be enjoying Kim Cattrall on whatever fucking Sex in the City reboot thing they're doing. <sighs> nope. And there's really no better way to enjoy her than in Mannequin. Mannequin is, is I would have to say, her, her possibly her opus, possibly her swan yeah. song. Uh, it is a timeless, timeless film. Yeah. And it needs to be seen. So that was just. So you looked everywhere. Yes. Apparently Patrick Gonzalez Jr. And and actually quite a few of our Patreon listeners Mm -hmm. know about something called JustWatch.com. Apparently. And when you go on JustWatch.com, it will tell you anywhere you want to find VOD. Do you know what VOD means, Meow Meow? Video... Oh, I, I know. <laughs> it's video on demand. Okay, good. Got it. So I'm kind of thrilled to know about JustWatch.com because I hate fucking looking around. I don't need Google up in my business, putting no. all cookies up in my pussy. No. Like, get out of here. Don't be ch- ch- taking my searches. I want to go one place and put it in and find out where it is. Yeah. My mouth wants the cookies, not my pussy. Yeah. <laughs> get it out of there. <laughs> so Patrick Gonzalez Jr. found Mannequin on Fandango Now. I know. He went on and left a message on the podcast, the Patreon podcast, which was called Kim Cattrall Scatting. <laughs> which you can find at patreon.com slash dumbgayholitics. And then he, he said, oh, it's available at Fandango now. Then I guess he just went on with his life and then he just couldn't. He I guess just, not. He knew that you were not going to go on to Fandango right. now. And he just was like, God damn this bitch. And he went and got, <laughs> he got you the, the gift certificate so that you could go purchase mannequin so thoughtful so nice i mean just so cute and and he was right i wouldn't have gone to fandango now i wouldn't even know it existed so this way now i know a new movie stream exists where i can go spend my money and also just watch.com exists and i'm gonna go check that out too yeah and between sasha and patrick that's two people who have really put us in touch with some celebrities patrick is our baby daddy who put us in touch with megan mccain oh i mean And then that's when we decided that we were going to have his child. Yes, I'm currently impregnant right now. And we're going to name that child Patrick Gonzalez the fourth. (laughs) Yeah. Even though he's just a junior. But we want this baby to be the fourth. Uh, Yes. Now it's time for Douche Capades. One thing I think I know for sure is that my name is Douche. Douche, now I'm back in my good shot. This is our segment called Douche Capades. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's basically douchey people doing douchey things while other douches watch and celebrate. And this week, the douche capades in America reached an all-time high, literally, when British billionaire douche Sir Richard Branson became the first mega-rich civilian douche to fly to the very bottom edge of outer space. Next Tuesday, July 20th, the tax-evading, philandering Amazonian douche Jeff Jeff Bezos will become the second mega-rich douche to fly to the edge of outer space. But he plans to take his douche ship a little higher up than Branson's went because Bezos said where Branson went quote, wasn't really space. (laughs) Well, here's what he did. Basically what had happened was the Virgin Galactic douche rocket plane thing was flown 53 miles into the sky by another bigger plane that was carrying it. The mama douche plane took off from a runway in New Mexico and flew the whole entire way. And then when it got right up to the edge of the atmosphere, like the part with the oxygen and gravity and all that shit, it released the Virgin Galactic douche rocket, which then started its douche engine and blasted max speed over the barrier of the atmosphere and just right into the part of space with no gravity and no oxygen. 
Then they hung around for a few minutes in the shallow end of outer space, floating around the cabin of the rocket like douchebags. And then they buckled back into their seats and blasted back down through the barrier of the atmosphere. And then once they got low enough, they flipped the direction of the wings on the rocket and turned it into a glider basically and landed back at the same airstrip in New Mexico. And right into the douchiest circle jerk party ever created. Virgin Galactic employees celebrating other Virgin Galactic (laughs) employees for pulling off a douchecapade of epic proportions. Hosted by Stephen fucking Colbert, Mm -hmm. who literally lost his father and two of his brothers in a plane crash, of all things. That alone should have him not there. But also, why is he there? Why is he hosting the stupid fucking dick measuring contest? And then Khalid, of all people, performed live. I love Khalid, and he's a performer who accepts money to perform. So that's what he did. But just fuck off with this whole thing. Read the room. People who are lucky enough to work are working three jobs just to stay afloat. And a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of families and single people were evicted after COVID. Again, the lucky ones are living in their cars, but the rest are on the streets. And you're a grown man playing on the phone. You're a grown man playing on the phone, homie. You're sitting there playing on the phone, man. Grown man playing on the phone. Grown man. You're a grown man, homie. You're a grown man. Playing on the phone. You need to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> Grown men playing on the phone. Ain't got nothing to say. Grown men. Grown men. You a grown man, homie. Grown man. Still living with your mother. Playing on the phone. This is real business. It's real talk right here. Business. You might save somebody like today. You playing on the phone. Like an idiot. idiot. <laughs> anyway. I mean, but he's not the only grown man playing on the phone. He's not the only grown man playing on the phone. <laughs> there are more douche capades to come. Like Brandy said earlier, Jeff Jizz Douche Bezos is using his billion dollar company, Blue Origin, to send his privately funded tiny dick rocket into space next week. And Elon Musk is waiting in the wings for his chance to play on the phone with his company, SpaceX, after the other two spend all the money and kill a bunch of douchey tourists working out the kinks. Elon Musk will probably sell people their own rockets and make people get on a waiting list and then never deliver them. (laughs) And they will, too, because they're douchebags. Richard Branson plans to do two more test runs before opening up the Virgin Galactic douche ship for commercial space tourism in 2022. A deadly four-minute visit to the bottom edge of outer space will cost $250,000, and he's already sold over 600 tickets. To douchebags. Supposedly, Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber, Kate Winslet, and Tom Hanks have all bought mm. tickets already. Oh, man. Now, everyone on the list checks out, but Kate Winslet? Come on, fucking Kate Winslet. You can't be this douchey. For Don't s- do me like this. For space tourism, and they're not even barely in space. <laughs> not exploration, not research, not problem solving, not looking for a place to store all, store all of our diaper trash tourism they're gonna go in a plane they're gonna go up they're gonna float a fucking around and they're gonna take fucking selfies it is so gross i am so mad at this bullshit not to mention you are fucking ruining the environment you're gonna muddy up the whole travel industry we are now gonna have more planes in the air more planes in space more shit flying around more gas going into the fucking environment you are a fucking asshole all of you elon musk Richard Branson and fucking Jeff Bezos, you are assholes for doing this. You are assholes. You should take your money and help people. Go get people off the street. Go feed people food. Go help people get into school. Go pay for a school. In fact, buy an entire town and put it to work. But you're not. You flew into space, you fucking assholes. And it wasn't even space. It was half space. It was below space. It was the shallow end of space. It was the toe of space. It was the toe of fucking space. And then had hired a late night host to host the party. There's there are no words to describe the radiation of tiny dick energy coming (laughs) off these three fools. At least Elon Musk supposedly, not that it matters, isn't going to be doing space tourism, but it's just absolutely appalling and on every level there are just there there are no words really there are no 
words. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Branson wants to get it. And by the way, let's not forget, you brought it up earlier. Your shitty fucking cruise line that is also ruining the environment. Everything you're doing is just environmental ruiners. And yet you go up and to the to give your speech after you do your champagne because you're so satisfied with yourself. And you say, in the last 20 years of your life, you're going to do everything you can for this for this planet and how beautiful the planet is. And if people could just see from the edge of space how beautiful this planet is, maybe they'll do something about it. What are they going to do after they've ran through the ozone layer and blew out the atmosphere and you've done nothing you've act, you've you've made it worse you opened he opened a pandora's box today i swear to god we this is not the beginning of progress this is the beginning of the end <laughs> i'm not even kidding this is the beginning of more clutter more garbage ever, more it's disgusting all it we ever so do gross. is just consume things endlessly and it is no fucking accident that those two all they want to do is make consumer products I right. mean, jeff bezos should be I mean, honestly, this is Patreon material, but like, <sighs> we can only hope, you know, something, something <laughs> sad and tragic happens next Tuesday because it's just Jeff Bezos, the karma that that piece of shit has coming to him. And now he's going to monetize space travel mm-hmm. there. He is just if you saw it in a movie that. The Wall family that made Walmart. Yeah. The, you know, that the family that has the biggest, shittiest consumer chain that treats the employees like shit, <laughs> gets shot up in mass shootings every other week, then built a rocket <laughs> to go to space to then sell tickets to space. You would say, this is so fucking unrealistic. It's just right. way too on the nose. Yep. I mean, come on, have some nuance. You wouldn't believe it. No, you wouldn't believe it. You would it. think it's stupid in a movie because it's yep. so fucking ridiculous and tragic and on the nose for him to be doing that. During a pandemic, and granted, they all have been doing this for years, but then you would think, mm, maybe I should change the trajectory of what I'm doing. Okay, you're in New Mexico. You're going to give lots of jobs. Good. Why don't you start a school there then? Or why don't I don't even know. I don't know. Why don't you start... A, an entire plant that is dedicated to alternative energy. Why well, let's be clear. Elon Musk, his factories and plants are in Nevada and Texas where he doesn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> let's just be clear on that. And that's the, the topping on the whole pile of shitty diapers that we can't launch to space is that Jeff Bezos fucking shit company didn't pay a dollar in federal tax. And he has the fucking audacity to start space tourism. You know, if I were playing devil's advocate, I would say like space exploration is progress and without space exploration, you would never come up with. But they're not exploring. Well, even building the plane, even building the rocket is in a way you then have to troubleshoot all these different things. And now we figured out how to get a microwave. We figured out how to get a cell phone. We figured out how to whatever. And I'm just making that up. I'm not saying those those are things. Actual fact that we have more technology in our iPhone than they did on the first space shuttle. It's like an effect. It's bizarre. Bizarre. However, so building the shit, you know, is you could argue is 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 pushing things forward. But at the same time, unless you're going into, in my opinion, unless you are building a thing to save the planet, solve any one single little (laughs) problem we are we are in troubleshooting mode Mm -hmm. dudes again read the room there was a huge pandemic there's there's a million little teeny little problems jeff bezos built his fucking empire by having economists come in and solve and troubleshoot the problems that other companies couldn't do. That's why that company is enormous. We're not saying these people are idiots. They're clearly not idiots. Mm -hmm. You're not going up there to solve any problem. You're going up there to continue to make money in in consumerism. I just don't understand why we haven't seen karma take a hold of him. And And just reflect on the fact that there's these three are the first. China's gonna do it, Russia's gonna do it, any England's going to do it. So now let's imagine space as a clusterfuck of tourism. And it's all just to make money. And it's all just going to add to the destruction of this planet faster. So, so much it's gross. garbage, toxic <clears throat> air and chemicals blast out of planes and rockets. And now it's going to be... And 
We know one thing about China. They don't care about pollution. That's true. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, why aren't you trying to figure out how to make things non-toxic? Or, well, like we said, just just solve one problem. Just solve one problem. If that's problem, what they were going up it. there for. But they're not. They're not trying to solve any problems at all. And I don't, and at least be honest about it. I just wish they were honest about it. I can't stand the like, well, you know, you could progress and it's humanity. And when we'll remember in the moon and NASA and it's like, cut the fucking shit, you tiny dick cock. Now it's time to re-trigger our Trump PTSD in our unfortunate new segment called He's Back. He's back. He's back. I'll tell you right away. He's back. He's back. A monumentous day. Send somebody down to greet him. Who'd have thought I'd finally meet him? He's back. Who's back? The founder of this place. A cog. A gas. No one's ever seen his face. He's a genius of business. Is there no limit to his business? It's pronounced wiseness. This is our segment called He's Back, where we update our 14 listeners on everything that the twice impeached, disgraced former one-term President Trump is up to. Now that he's back on the rally circuit and once again shining his corrupt orange glow in the bright reflection of the MAGA limelight. But it hasn't been all revenge rallies and Bill O'Reilly concert tours for Donald Trump. Prosecutors from the Southern District of New York have been investigating the Trump organization since the minute he left the White House, and now the indictments are raining down. First up, Alan Weisselberg, the chief financial officer of the Trump organization, has been charged with, quote, tax-related crimes, which I'm assuming is basically a vague way of saying that Alan Weisselberg helped Trump evade paying taxes. So today is the special Trump indictment version of He's Back, and we have a special guest here to help us break it all down. He's one of the world's most famous defense attorneys, and that makes him the absolute last word on the law, no matter how problematic and frustrating it may be. (laughs) He's a brilliant man who's very rich and even more generous, and we are lucky he agreed to do our stupid podcast. So without further ado... We're excited to learn all about Trump's tax troubles from the legendary Roy Black. Hey, Roy. Roy. (laughs) Thank you for inviting me, ladies. (laughs) Once again, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, and hopefully I could add a little bit of light rather than the heat over the Trump matters. Now, the last time we talked to Roy was about the dossier. That's right. Just... I mean, the level of the of your insight, Roy, it, it knows no bounds. I mean, really. So just like my ego, which fits right in with us. <laughs> All right. Now, tell our 14 listeners what the fuck is going on with these indictments. All right. Well, first of all, I, I do uh, have to make, Brandy, one little correction to your intro. This yes. is not the Southern District of New York. This is the state of New York investigating oh. the tax issues. And that makes a difference. If it was a Southern District in New York, if this was a federal tax indictment, it would be a lot more serious because then it deals with evading the income tax on the actual income. Whereas since it's a state case, it deals with not paying a em- employment taxes or some type of state taxes which are far less than what the income taxes would be. So, for example, in this indictment, they say they evaded $1.7 million in taxes, but the tax rate is only at 10% in the state court. So that is a total of $170,000. Now, between you and me, (laughs) $170,000 is not going to get you a very long sentence anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've spent more than that on feeding Julie and I this summer. Yes, so it, but of course it was yeah, much more yeah, valuable yeah. than the perks that Weiselberg got out of Trump. Okay, I mean, so so the Southern District of New York does federal yes. charges and cases. And he is being like charged by the state of the, New York? Yes, the state of New York. And the reason for that... Oh, God, it got a lot dorkier. It is, because most people, it's hard sometimes to untangle and unwind these things. The problem is the federal government, I believe, will never indict a former president. But the state of New York doesn't feel the same. So 
that's why things have shifted to the state courts. The Department of Justice has a long-term policy of not indicting a former president because they don't want to make the system of justice look political, even though Trump in his four years made it a political uh, organ that he manipulated at his will. I think we need to get away from that, and we don't want to be like these tin pot dictatorships where they throw the former government in jail as soon as they took over. So we're very careful about that on the federal side. <laughs> Who's already breaking the law before? Shouldn't there be something then in place where if you're already in the process of breaking the law, then you can't be president? Is that a stupid, naive thing to say? You're so annoying, Roy. <laughs> the problem is, I get what you're saying, but if you're elected, that means the people voted for you, and that counts for a lot. What about running in the first place? Like not being allowed to run if you are being investigated, or if you're, I guess I guess now we're going to be a tin pot dictatorship. So no, no, if you are a convicted felon, then you could not run. Okay. But short of being a convicted felon, you can run. And we've had many crackpots yeah. <laughs> run for president over the years. And every possible party name you can think of. Well, as we know from Julie um, owing lots of money to Cal- state of California taxes. Uh, federal. D- does, yeah. does anyone even go to jail for state tax evasion? Here's the thing. I've defended many tax cases, particularly federal, serious federal income tax indictments. And jurors are not impressed by tax cases because of the complexity of them, because they're worried that they can't figure out their taxes. They have to go to H&R Block. But (laughs) so generally speaking, the federal government is very smart. They don't indict you criminally unless they can prove you evaded income. So, for example, if you inherited a million dollars from Aunt Sue and you don't tell your anybody and it never gets on your 1040 form, then that's tax evasion, although inheritance is not a good uh, example. Let's say you sold your house for a million dollars and you had that money shipped to your (laughs) Bahamian bank account and it never made your 1040. It's easy to prove. See, she took the million dollars, never gave it to her accountant. It's not on her 1040. That's tax evasion. However, what do we have here? You've got a large company in which was giving perks to its various executives, like a car. Now, trust me, every Fortune 500 company in this universe gives their executives cars. Yeah. Now, more of a problem is paying for grandchildren's education. But the question is, who's responsible for paying the taxes on that? The organization which gives the perks? No. The person, the person. who gets the perks has to put it on their tax return. So in this case, it's Weisselberg, not the Trump organization that committed the crime. And like when we lie on our taxes, all they're really going to do is just add it up and then charge interest and make Alan Weisselberg pay the well, taxes. In my plus experience, interest. when I did, right, well, we do, that. do it every year, right, and then they <laughs> find it, they just send a thing that goes, "We reassessed your thing, and now we're charging you another four grand." But yeah, plus yeah. interest, plus interest. You loser. (laughs) Ladies, there's good news and bad news in that. The good news is they didn't prosecute you and just let you pay civilly. The bad news is you never made enough money so they could give a shit about it. That's correct. That is absolutely correct. That is the truth. Yes. I I mean, I don't think they drag anyone to jail unless you're, apparently, unless you're fucking Al Capone. Or Wesley Snipes. Oh. Wesley Snipes, the actor, went to jail for tax evasion. If you want to get technical. I, I... Wesley Snipes went to jail for failing to file a tax return. Oh, my God. No. So for several years, Wesley was not very intelligent, even though he was an excellent actor, one of my favorites. He did not file his tax return. That's a misdemeanor. He was convicted of three misdemeanors of not filing his tax returns, and the judge who was in Orlando, who I know is a total... Dick. racist maniac. piece of shit <laughs> put him in jail for 18 months because he didn't like wesley yeah i mean that's 18 insane months? and what about what they okay. always do women too that's what true. was the lady's name in new york what who? happened with Le- leona helmsley all right now leona <laughs> this is typical of people well first of all leona was a lot more money 
She built right. an entire mansion and somehow never mentioned that all that money was taken out of her company to pay for <laughs> right. it. So it was like $20 million. So this is a little bit more plus furnishings and all that. And Leona, typically, people in her position do things like this, said only the little people pay taxes. <laughs> so right away, it's, <laughs> as soon as you say that, it proves motive. Yeah. You, know, you can't, you, it's like you're giving, giving your life on a platter to the prosecutor. They love stuff like that. It's just like Martha Stewart. Everybody's insider trading, insider trading, but Martha Stewart's got to be the asshole that goes to jail. Lamb yeah, goes to yeah prison. Martha, Martha made she, what she did is Martha hired former <laughs> prosecutors from the Southern District of New York because they're all buddies together, right? And don't worry, they were going to help her out. So they go down to their office and bring old Martha along and say, well, you can talk to these guys. Don't worry about it. So Martha, taking her lawyer's advice, sat down in the office and promptly confessed to insider trading. She's like, come so on, guys. Of no, course we did it. It made no difference how serious oh, it was. There she is confessing to it. So... How is anyone ignore it? Is anyone in the Trump organization going to go to jail? Right now, no. Do you think? And listen, you're the asshole who told us in 2018 he would never leave office. He would never really, truly be impeached. And you were right two times over. So we just got to rip the bandaid off. Like none of them are going to. I don't want to waste my time on this. I don't want to waste my emotions. Nothing that we have seen so far indicates to me that there's a serious enough crime to send anyone to jail. And by the way, there's one thing, I, I get very exercised watching these so-called lawyers on television describing this, and they're all going on about, well, yeah, they indicted Weisselberg, and they're putting pressure on him, and they may indict his kids and his wife and grandchildren and everybody in the world, so we could get to Trump. And then I keep, I, I would like to say to him, here you are, advocating extortion and torture of a 74-year-old man to get your way, and this is how we do justice in this country? You people should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Leah's I mean, walking when around. When you think about it, what are we doing to this guy? What, is, what crime has to be done for any one of these people to go to jail? Murder? Well, that would help. Because so far, yes. I mean, we're grabbing, we know people, we're grabbing people by the pussies. Right. We're evading our taxes. We're, we're walking into the Miss America pageant, walking around <laughs> into the ladies, touching them unwantingly. That's fine. We did a fake we go, charity. We did a fake charity. We did the school that nobody that apparently didn't pay for whatever. Then the son has a fake charity. Yeah. Uh, is that is that all yeah. we know so far? Roy probably what what has to happen here to go to jail? Oh, you know, but besides you've just mentioned, you I mean like how about running an insurrection against the United right. States government? What? I mean, you know, that's where you could be indicted, but that would have to be done by the federal government, and they don't have the appetite to do it. What? Trump should be indicted for fomenting a mob and sending him to the Capitol to prevent democracy from working. Now, to me, that is. Up there with treason. Yes. Leah's getting a wop. Yeah. But yeah. She, now, heard. May, may she I, heard. May Slow I, clap. May I, if you, okay, <laughs> if let's say though, obviously we all agree. That's great. I was However, thrilled However, with the evidence that's there, could it be argued, and I'm sure you could do it in a court that said, listen, there's a lot of inflaming uh, uh, rhetoric. They all do it. Nancy Pelosi was seen saying like, slap this one in the face and Maxine Waters said we're never going to stop we're going to get in their faces we're going to da 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 so what is it what what is it about what he did that is indictable about that insurrection uh, well first of all Trump had to know who was there in this mob he knew all these the oath keepers the proud boys all these ex-military and they're all there with their paraphernalia and regalia and their flags and their uh, armor and all this kind of stuff. And then what does he do? Let's go to the Capitol. Yeah. And I'll be there with you. I'm going with you. You know, you expect him to be like Joan of Arc right at the beginning. Yes. Heading the march. I mean, well, what more do you need? I know anybody, you could parse any sentence. Did he actually say, okay, let me run this through. Now we're here, walking up uh, yeah. 
of the avenue. We're getting to Congress. You're breaking in. You're going to hang Pence. Then after that, you get uh, Pelosi, and you're going to take her head off. And then all the rest of those liberal Democrats, you have to get rid of them. Nobody right. says that. Do you think the mafia dons yeah. <laughs> say, all right, here's the list of people we're going to hit? No, but you, there's enough there to make the case because what else is he saying? But the, but the lesson is that the, the federal government doesn't have the appetite or the federal court doesn't have the appetite. I think that makes no, sense. It's a, it's a Department of Justice. The Department of Justice has this long-term policy of not doing it. Now, let me tell you... I, I, I was particularly against this back in the 70s. I was a protester from the uh, Vietnam War long before your time. So. And so we hated Richard Nixon with a passion. I mean, you, you, you know how much you hate Trump? Multiply that times 10, and that's how we hated Nixon. So what happens is that Nixon is about to get impeached. He resigns. Ford comes in, and he enters, and he pardons Nixon. And we were outraged. I mean, it was like unbelievable. But I will tell you, in the years since then, I've realized that Ford did the right thing, no matter how much it might stick in my craw. Because can you imagine putting the President of the United States on trial, in the courthouse, in a trial, and then what are we going to do? Send them to prison? Yes. Having our yeah. President... When you think about that, no matter how much you may hate the person and what have you, I would think it would have to be right up there with treason. Now, to tell us, why would, could Al Capone get in trouble for tax evasion and, and not anyone in the Trump organization? All right, well, it's a far different situation because they could never get Capone for violating uh, prohibition or being head of the mob and all of that. But he never filed a tax return. And they estimated at his trial that he made a, about $180 million. Yeah. So it was a real easy case. So people say, oh, we can always get people with tax evasion and point at Al Capone. But that was an outrageous case. It, it was he never so, filed one single one time in his whole life. Of course not. He didn't think, and nobody did in those days, that criminals had to actually file a 1040. <laughs> and they that's when he became my that, personal hero. Yeah. $180 million. Wow. <laughs> and that was real money back in the Depression. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Like, he didn't even have a job as, like, a valet or anything? No, he didn't bother with that. He, he was uh, too it's busy. Crazy. I mean, it's just crazy. He was too busy killing people in the Valentine's Day <laughs> massacre. Lastly, because your time is very valuable, we, we ripped Roy from his work right now. We want to ask about Brittany and a thousand things. Oh, my things. God, oh. there's so many things we could talk about. <laughs> but, la but we're going to let you go with this last question. Our mutual friend and Trump foe, Michael Avenatti, went to jail for allegedly stealing from his client's settlements. This is basically the same thing that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills' Erica Jane's husband, super ambulance chaser Tom Girardi's <laughs> been charged with. Do you think Tom Girardi will go to jail like Michael Avenatti? If he is competent to stand trial, Tom Girardi will end up in jail. Oh. However, they're saying that he has Alzheimer's or some type of uh, deficits like that. If that's true, and, and he does have at least one psychiatrist who says that, I doubt that he will be uh, indicted. However, a lawyer cheating clients like that is, in the legal profession, considered the absolute worst crime that you can commit. Which is funny because everyone hates lawyers. Yeah, everybody <laughs> hates lawyers to begin with. And that's one reason why we are so outraged over things like Girardi because all that does is feed into the belief that lawyers are corrupt and what have you. The bar tries very hard to weed out lawyers who take advantage of people. And the number one thing is, and, and this only happens really in personal injury cases, they get a big verdict. The insurance company sends the lawyer the check because then the lawyer has to pay out all the expenses and determine who is entitled to what out of the judgment. And so that money is kept in the lawyer's trust account for a substantial period of time. So for people like Girardi, who do not have a high sense of ethics, 
it is almost impossible for them to keep their hands off the money. It's hard not to spend that money. Well, <laughs> it, it's particularly tough when, you know, you have to keep your wife in looking fine right. for the Real Housewives <laughs> the of Glam Beverly Squad. Hills. Would you advise someone to pretend or act more alzheimers than maybe, or mentally impaired in order to... Yeah, but, but the problem is that's not going to take you very far. You can say that, but then the court... <laughs> And particularly in the federal courts, oh, they know how to get around this very easily. They will take they will take you into custody and ship you off to a prison hospital, oh which is my, my God, which is located in North Carolina. Really? And they keep you there for thirty days. If and you're they, even they, if you're just Alzheimer's. Yes, they will watch oh you God. for thirty Maybe days. They'll attack. do every possible test. That's crazy. And not only that, but the they really not exactly have a lot of empathy. I always like to say that most of them, you know, got their um, medical training out of Auschwitz before they made it to the <laughs> Bureau of Prisons. I'm only kidding. Don't sue me over yeah. that one. But so they, they will find a way to find him competent unless he's totally out of it. Good. And finally, tell us what's going to happen to Erica Jane's money that she has in her fucking bank account. That's other people's money. What's going to happen to that money, Roy? Well, since nothing's going to happen to Trump, Erica's going to have a little bit of a problem getting dressed in the morning because not only are they going to take her money, they're going to take every piece of jewelry, real, imagined, fake, or whatever, every piece of clothing she has, all the furniture, everything she has that uh, she has accumulated during the course of her marriage with Tom Girardi. It will all be gone. And gone all with the wind. That gone with, with the, the wind. wind fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Roy, tell our 14 listeners where they can find you. Julie's reading your book currently. It's, She's obsessed. It's called Black's Law, and it is <laughs> riveting. Well, thank you. It's ancient history now. I wrote that 30 years ago, but I have a new one I'm working on. Yeah, we're super into you writing okay. your new book. And also, I think it does it stand the test of time? It You're does. into it. I think it stands the test of time. The law is the, the case, law. The law, the, <laughs> the law is the law. And the cases are the cases. And also, the introduction alone, I was like, this is a timeless piece of writing. Yeah, well, I liked it because I was writing it. You know, you're always looking for a story. Because the only thing that you, you know, that you can sell are stories. We trial lawyers are storytellers so the great thing about trials is they already have a plot they already have a context and within which to tell the story yeah i would also say that you're also a warrior i would say that there is a fighter in there i would say like from what i got from the introduction which got me so excited was the idea of fighting fighting against the power fighting against the authority um, and being a voice for now, maybe it's they're not. Some are voiceless, and maybe some have a voice. But there is a thing of, you know, fight the power, fight man. Fight the power. Well, you know, I, I don't think I've ever told you this. How I decided to become a lawyer, which uh, when I was a kid, about fourteen or fifteen years old, I forgot what it was. We moved to Kingston, Jamaica, and I had to go to an English prep school. It was a typical American kid at the time and it was an excellent school I have to give him credit but I had a math teacher he did everything in his power to embarrass me and what he would do he, he was in math and he would make me go up to the board to do mathematical equations in English currency which were pounds shilling pence of which I knew nothing just so mm. he could embarrass me on a daily basis and I learned then my hatred of petty authority. <laughs> that's and it. That's why I, I love becoming a lawyer. I immediately became a public defender for five years because I wanted to represent all these poor people who had no money and no way to fight back against the system. The system would grind them down into dust. Where can our listeners troll you? They're going to want to, you know, like reach out to you and say hi. Well, you could. Uh, we have a website, RoyBlack.com. For, the, for my law firm, which lists everything going on and our former trials. And I used to do a blog talking about trial techniques. And there's tons of stuff like that in it for anybody who's interested in the law. 
all the stuff from my uh, law class at the University of Miami Law School is in there, and one of my partner partners, Howard Shrebnik, the materials from his class is in there. So there's a lot of stuff. Is, is Howard good looking, or is he married, yeah. or what's going <laughs> on? Unfortunately, he's very good looking, oh. it makes but he's me, taken. Makes me look like dog yeah. food. I want to check out Howard. You and Howard going through. Does he doesn't teach classes in Miami? Does he? Yes. Oh, he does. That's what I'm saying. He has his own course. Thanks, Roy. Okay, guys. As always. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because it's a thankless job that she does for free, and also because it's practically fucking impossible to find any good news (laughs) while horde monsters like Jeff Bezos and Mark Fuckerberg dominate all of the available hope and resources (laughs) in the entire universe. But here we are, nonetheless, Mm. week after week after week. So tell us, Mimeo. What is your so there's that this time? Does anyone remember anyone? Uh, let me speak with to you directly. Oh, okay. Do you remember commercials or maybe anyone listening even went to the ITT Technical Institute? Of course. ITT Tech really got you, man. It's like yep. you're sitting there. They always played it on late night TV or they always also they play it. They love to play it daytime TV because oh. they know you're unemployed. Yes. Also, if you're up late, also unemployed. Yep. And and they get you and they and they tell you you can learn you can get your technical degree That's you correct. can learn a skill That's right And we'll I was working in the automotive industry back in Detroit and I was laid off from Mark my Reynolds and my outlook was not looking very good I had no formal college education No What are you going to do I didn't have that first step that you need But now he's in, he's got his nice country. car he's got a wife he's got a kid He's literally sitting in a I house a pretty big house change. And uh, that negative became a positive. I chose ITT Technical Institute ITT because Technical they could get me the training that I needed and uh, yep. helped me get working in the career field that I wanted to join. Mm-hmm. I think my wife and children are very proud. Um, hey, listen, you make people proud. You know what I mean? You, you have a loving family. You're, you're, you're living life when you go to ITT Tech. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that growing up, when I was in like high school and... Even going into college, but in, particularly in high school, my whole shtick was, well, if I don't get into college, I guess I'll go to ITT Tech. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole shtick. It yeah. was like... Because all from, we did was watch TV all day. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> uh, and, and that, was the, uh, that was the alternative. And, it was, and I was a terrible student. And the, every single thing that they all say, I was like, that's me. And I didn't know I was going to get into college. I got 300 on my SAT. <laughs> I mean, I was an idiot. So I am. So, like, you know... But ITT Tech is what is known, you know, uh, or ITT Tech is, as they state or as we think, for technical jobs such as electrical engineering, network solutions, IT support, computer shit, you know, using cables and stuff and just regular people getting paid to do technical jobs that pay real good. Well, ITT Technical Institute is also known as a for-profit college. In 2014, Time Magazine ranked ITT Technical Institute number two on its list of the five colleges that leave the most students crippled by debt. Oh, my God. Do you know number one? I don't know number one. This debt, of course, that billions of students are crippled by and this last election cycle, we got a whole earful about canceling all the student debt. Now, if I may, just quickly, if that does happen, I'd like my credit card debt canceled, my tax debt, and any debt I may incur in the future to be forgiven and never, you know, debted again. And in fact, let's just get rid of debt altogether and pretend it never existed, and then let's have a million dollars and live forever. Okay, I jest. But for those in the student debt debate... This is a serious issue, and our queen, Elizabeth Warren, is entrenched in it. She's campaigned for canceling student debt for years. Well, regardless of what your opinion is, there are some facts about student loans which are clear. One, they suck. Two, for the most part, they're predatory. Three, they ruin your life. And four, you will be buried underneath it no matter how much money you make. And let's not forget five, 
I paid mine off, so I'll be bitter when all, everyone else's get canceled. Correct. But Elizabeth Warren got me over my bitterness <laughs> and onto the right side of the law because she said that the student loan debt that exists now is disproportionately affecting underserved and mm-hmm. underprivileged mm-hmm. communities more than... Yes. And that's, that's who would really benefit. Right. So the thing with these for-profit colleges like ITT Tech, where they're targeting people who don't have the same... Um, options as privileged people so you don't what am I going to do I'm going to I don't want to join the military but I need to get a job and I'm I'm a smart person but I can't afford to go to even you know University of California Irvine I can't you know what I mean I can't I I have I can't I don't know what I'm going to do oh ITT tech okay that could be good but I'm going to have to get a loan well I can get a loan the government's going to give me a loan and I'm going to get other and I'm sure that school facilitates the loan quite easily for them so the school definitely facilitates the loan now The thing is with these for-profit colleges is that it's not just that they're for-profit, but a lot of them are for fraud. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my, honestly, my best friend growing up, her husband, like, did one of the ones that was, like, medical. Oh, yes. And went for two years. It was, like, a trade school yeah. that was in medical. And then not a single real thing could come out of it. Not literally right. not a single skill was applicable to any job he could not get a job it was i was at it was that it was like breathtaking he could probably get his money back then there's the so there's two things going on there's for profit colleges which are any of these schools which have a board of investors basically if i'm paying to go to school like the like trump like trump college we went the trump college existed for them to make money it, it was a for profit thing like i for profit situation which is why they are closed because they are fraud they weren't real you weren't getting anything and it was for profit so harvard which may be super 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 rich clearly there is no investor making money in harvard there's only harvard making the money and that's why they're so rich now a teacher could get paid a ton of money and the deans could get to pay paid a ton of money and the grounds are credible and but there isn't anyone pocketing uh, a profit off of Harvard, t- allegedly. Okay. So these schools all have they're they're run like like companies. So fine. The thing is that ITT Technical Institute, and we're I'm using them as the main example, is that ITT Technical Institute was also apparently known as the Institute of Lying, <laughs> and yeah. had uh, not only a board of investors of whom they were beholden to, which, like I said, makes them for profit, but much like for profit prisons or profit anything else, we know the goal is for them to make money. So that is what they were trying to do. So now that we understand that, and I'm just ta- I have to t- I had to talk it out too. I had to read this shit. Like this took me a couple days to. It's like making me feel bad. Yeah, but but here's the thing. So in 2016. ITT Technical Institute, the, the students from back in the 90s, apparently, in ITT Technical Institute was, were, were, were being like, I can't use this degree. I don't even, there's nowhere That's, I can go. That is exactly what happened <coughs> to my friend. Yeah. And they were like, well, I don't know. And I think they had to pay out here and there, blah, 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 blah. But in 2016, the shit hit the fucking van. The government got involved because the government was giving federal federal student loans for people to go to ITT Tech. So now the federal government has been defrauded. Oh, nice one. So so now here we are. So now anyone who has a federal loan for a school like that. That's like Sally Mae. But it's from the government. Yeah, Sally Mae. Okay, Sally Mae. So then if you got that loan and went to a school that is a fake school, you can petition to get your money back itt closed down <gasps> completely they oh. don't exist anymore wow. they shut down all over the country in 2016 they, in 2016 through the year of 2017 they had to shut down oh my god i didn't know they're done they're they're done they're done so this was during trump so during trump these itt tech technical institute students went to the government and the government was like oh yeah that sucks betsy devos and trump were like all right well we're going to partially pay you back and we're only going to do like a third of the students that or a quarter of the students that have petitioned for their money back. This is Trump and Betsy DeVos. And they cited like, oh, all these things and we don't want the taxpayers to pay your money and to pay the debt. It's not their fault and blah, 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 blah. They're gone. Jojo and Kiki took over. Yeah. Um, g- goodbye. And 
Jojo is coming to the rescue. We went through all of this just for me to get to the Department of Education is canceling 500 million in student loan debt for 18,000 former ITT tech students. Oh my God, that is so fucking awesome. So just before, and by the way, right before Obama left office, he knew that shit was going on and he tried to make, soften up the laws and soften everything up so everyone could get their money. And Trump and Betsy DeVos came in and fucking ruined it because they're pieces of living shit. So there were 73,000 students who applied and got partial money under Trump. And there were 100,000 more waiting to be to be heard. So now Biden is basically opening up the floodgates and is like, let the 100,000 end <laughs> and, and trying to give everyone their money. So this year. Now, ITT, they've been paid out for the most part, I believe. And if there's anyone who's still ITT, I think you still have an open door policy and they're just paying. They're just giving you your money back. There are four schools currently now in line who have defrauded their students. And this is just the top four of the week, let's say, because I'm quite sure there's going to be more. Westwood College. That's probably the one with the fucking medical one. Oh, it probably is. Well, Westwood College is Dunsey's and he can get his money back. The Marinello School of Beauty. No! Wow. I When you were saying that, I was thinking in my head, I bet all like fucking cosmetology schools are That's all. gone. And Court Reporting Institute. <gasps> so I don't know what's going on with Phoenix University, with Norwich University, with I Grand would, Canyon University. I, think, though, I don't know. I think Court Reporting Stenography School that you'd, you'd think, actually learn it. The thing is, you might learn it, but it's not a real school. So you could still get a job. And there are people, I'm sure, who go and like can prove that they can do the thing and you can get a job. But if I go to Westwood College and I take 14 courses in... I don't know if it's medical and yeah. phlebotomy. And then I want to, you know what? I've decided I'm going to now try to go to USC or whatever. USC, it don't take the credits. No. And when you go apply so, for a job, they won't either. Right. Because like, it doesn't you ain't exist. A nurse, bitch. Right. So they're all getting their money back. The schools are closing and it's because of motherfucking Jojo. Now, you know, I don't care about student debt in general because it doesn't affect me and I have other kinds of debt. And to me, debt is debt. And for people who need credit, we're suckered and preyed on and it's unfortunate. And I wish I had a trust fund and succeeded in life, but I am what I am. And my debt is my debt. With that said, if you're defrauded into paying into some dumbass fake school and that school went and defrauded the federal government into thinking they were giving loans to students in a real school who get real jobs, then yeah, I am so into this. Yeah, I am so, so into this and you deserve to get paid and jojo understands this and sees that not only were the students duped but so was the government since they paid into these stupid fucking schools biden is also expressing interest in forgiving one billion more dollars worth of student debt and for those of you drowning in your education it looks like help is on the way and also and finally and in conclusion go fuck yourself betsy devos so there's that So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast week after week. We are mm -hmm. so grateful for all 14 of you. And we really, really, really appreciate you being here all the way to the end. <laughs> Even if you don't sign up for our Patreon podcast. But please, <laughs> please sign up for our Patreon podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's only $1 for a whole extra hour podcast per week. Or you can sign up for $2 and get two bonus podcasts per week. And our Patreon podcast is completely different than this. There's no ads. There's no politics at all, ever. No politics. And let's just say we know that paying for monthly subscriptions is completely fucking annoying. And every fucking company on the planet is trying to get people <laughs> to commit to some year-long thing like i i mean i don't even want when i'm buying vitamins for it to offer me auto no right. i don't want auto delivery mm -hmm. so i get it i oh i mean it's just annoying but our patreon podcast is super cheap and there's hundreds of podcasts already there right ready to listen to right when you join mm -hmm. and you can get one subscription and share it with all your friends we don't care we support 
market-based capitalist <laughs> stealing. That's right. And if you're already on our Patreon podcast, thank you. Thank fucking you. <laughs> yeah. Okay? We love you. You are keeping us alive. You're keeping the lights on. You're keeping the food on the floor. You're doing... You, <laughs> you know are keeping I mean? the food on the floor. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You're keeping these animals alive. You're keeping us alive. Literally, we would be in a ditch without you. Yeah. Unfortunately... You now need to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. <laughs> so you're, not, you're not done. We are needy and never don't need. We are constantly trying to get bigger and important guests with this podcast that requires lying to people, which requires fake evidence, which will come in the form of many, 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 many fake reviews. So please go on iTunes and help us with this fraud. It's perfect. <laughs> we want to get to 2021 by the end of 2021. And we are like... 50 reviews away or something. Yeah. And nobody's going to have to have their student loans canceled <laughs> by this fraud. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Roy Black. And Roy Black. Ugh. Fuck you, Richard Branson. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dying because... When you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day. But by night, I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my Tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> but not the symptom.